Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm super excited. <laughs> awesome. Oh, good. I am too. I am Yay. too. It's going to be great. And I read your mom's book. And? Love it. Oh, she'll be so excited. <laughs> and she did the illustrations too, right? She did. She did the illustrations and everything. I love, I love it. She's a, she's a great drawer, you know? Yeah, she's, she's an incredible artist. She teaches at a school with learning disabilities and they love all the creativity that she can do in that classroom because of the drawing. I have no drawability in my life. I'm like, why did I not get that gene, mother? <laughs> oh, that's really funny. <laughs> it was all her. <laughs> Uh, she, yeah, she's, I, and I love that, you know, she had this idea and I, I love that she, you know, wrote about how it came to be and she had the idea and she just said, I'm going to do it. And she did it. Yes. Yeah. A little leap of faith. And it's been, it's been amazing. Yeah. So uh, I love it. And, uh, I don't, I, I would love to be able to use it in the program, you know, and the, and have it be a book that we recommend that all of our educators buy and use. She, she would be honored. Like she would flat out be honored when I told her that you and I were talking about it. She was like, really? Scarlett Aww. Lewis? Scarlett Aww. Lewis is going to read my book? I was like, Aww. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. I, first of all, that's, that, you know, who am I? But I, I, you know, I, I, I love good children's books that, that, um, tell a good story and have a good message. I, I, it's why I wrote mine because I remember reading, you know, the classic, I mean, I, I, I'm not bashing this book, but you know, good night moon. Yes. Okay. So it's like a classic and everybody has it. Everybody's heard of it. And I just remember reading, JT and it's like good night moon good night spoon good night and I was like you know what I'm gonna do something better than this because <laughs> I mean I'm reading this to my my little boy and he's got this brain that's like a sponge and he's soaking it in and he needs something more substantial mm -hmm. like caterpillar kindness and that's why my mom wrote it because she at the time she was a kindergarten teacher and she realized that there weren't any books that really explained kindness on, like, their level. Everything was more like, you know, you have to put the pieces together. And she's like, no, I can totally do this. And she, she prayed about it. And she had this idea about the caterpillar and how it can show kindness to all these different creatures. And what we do as for an activity afterwards is the caterpillar has, I think it's eight different body circles. It's either seven or eight. And the kids have to put seven to eight different ways they can show kindness to Ooh. other people. And, and they create their own caterpillar. So then in my mom's classroom, each kid had their own caterpillar on the wall hanging. And it was so impactful when parents would walk in and they would read these, what the kids wrote. And they were like, oh my gosh, like my kid wrote that? Like, I didn't know my kid could think like that. It was, it was just amazing what 
came of that. And she wrote the book in honor of me, which I was like, oh my gosh, mom, like you don't have to. But she just, she knew what I went through because I finally opened up to her about what I went through because I kept it a secret because back then you didn't tell people you got bullied because if you told people it, it made your life 10 times worse. So I didn't tell her. And so when I finally opened up to her about it, she was like, oh my gosh, like I, I can't, I can't believe it. And so then all the pieces just fell together and grew into caterpillar kindness. I love that. So we're start we're we're kind of we've already dug in. And so I wanna just take one step back and just Oh yeah, uh, sorry. I wanna introduce you. No, no, no. It's my I mean it wasn't anybody's fault. We're having a conversation. We edit this so they can take what we've already said and stick it into um where because I love I actually love um, the idea of starting with this book that this beautiful book that your mom wrote and uh, the inscription is to my wonderful daughter, Marissa, may all your kindness and giving be blessed. Um, so beautiful. And then it's this sweet book about a caterpillar who uh, goes from leaf to leaf, spreading kindness. And then uh, a beautiful kindness is done back to him or her. Uh, or they, or, you know, um, are, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure there's no gender for the, uh, for the caterpillar, but it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I, I bought it immediately and now, you know, and then through uh, choose love, I was able to meet you. You work at MAS charter in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And what grade do you teach? Uh, right now I teach second and third grade. Okay, second and third grade, you guys are choosing love in your school. You have been actually since the inception of Choose Love. You're one of our first schools, which is absolutely amazing. So I've been down to visit you guys several times and uh, was able to meet you. And you told me about your mom's book, which I bought immediately, um, but then also told me about an experience uh, that you had uh, growing up, which, which a lot of us have had either, whether it's in school or in the home or in the workplace. Um, I had this kind of epiphany the other day. I don't know why it takes me so long to realize this, but oh my gosh, adults bully each other more than kids do. Oh gosh. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I, it took me a little while, even though I've been bullied quite a bit as an adult, it took me, uh, that long to figure it out. But you have a story about when you were bullied when you were younger. And, and I love the whole trajectory of this podcast because that actually grew into what you chose to do as far as t uh, being a teacher and now you're choosing love. And then your mom writing this beautiful book about kindness and impacting so many other kids uh, after watching you go through that experience. But do you want to tell us about your experience when you were growing up? Yeah, of course. Um, I guess you could say it started when I was in third grade, but my mom was a school teacher. So I always went to school where my mom went, like where my mom works, because it was just easier. And back then, the way they fixed, in quotation marks, bullying was to have an anti-bully hour which I remember we would sit down and we would read this book and it was something about mouse and cheese. That's all I remember. I can't remember if like, and the cover was like yellow. And you're in, saying back then, I mean, don't they, 
don't they, doesn't the education system do a lot of anti-bullying still? Yes. I mean, I similar, right? I want everyone to be like MAS and do the choose love, but yes, you're correct. Every place they do anti-bully hour or anti-bully things. And my personal opinion, all that does is it turns on the bullier's brain as let's be a sponge. Let's soak in all the information that they're about to give me of how I can be a bully so that I can go out and spread that sponge to everyone else. That's what the anti-bully hour is, is it turns on the bullier's brain to say, okay, what can I learn to do? Because they give the bullier new techniques and ideas on how to bully. That, I mean, while you're saying that, I'm thinking about the, uh, I'm thinking about JT. Um, He's 20 now, but I remember when he went through substance abuse awareness in his, gosh, I can't remember how old he was. Maybe he was 12 and, or maybe he was 11. I can't remember around there, but I remember him coming home and we were sitting around the table. I had other people over and he was bored. It was, we had finished dinner and I wanted him to hear the conversation for whatever reason. I look over and he's, he is, he's like miming, putting a tourniquet around his upper arm. He is um, filling a syringe, like miming all this, uh, obviously though, filling a syringe from a little bottle. And then, you know how like plumping up a vein, you know, like patting the oh inside of his, I'm not even kidding you. And then, uh, and then he's, you know, pantomiming, sticking the needle in his arm. And then he like passes out and I'm going, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Right. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, uh, he says, I just did substance abuse awareness at school. So I know every drug that's on the market. I know the street name. I know where to buy them. I know how to do them. So, and I was like, wait a minute, something's wrong. And then, you know, you're saying you're just, you know, anti-bullying, just gives bullies ideas of, of how to do more. And it's like really focusing on what we don't want. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. They, it's a, it's actually a double negative. It really is. They think it's like a reverse psychology thing. And same thing with the substance abuse. I remember going through that and I was like, Oh my word, you guys just told me what to do, how to get it, what, like how to hide it. You just gave me all of the techniques on how to use everything that you just told me not what to use. I mean, you have to look at the data. You have to look at the evidence and all the evidence is saying, okay, teaching kids, quote unquote, what not to do is actually teaching them what to do. We need to rewire their brain. We need to rewire our own brains and we need to figure out what to do. And honestly, that's where choose love comes in, in my personal opinion, because when you Last year, I taught fifth grade and, you know, fifth graders are that funky age where they try to be cooler than everyone else. And when it's the choose love hour and you are like, all right, everyone, let's get ready for choose love. The word bully isn't even in there. Yeah. So the bullier's brain isn't on the choose love, the love part of their brain turns on and says, okay, let's let's absorb this love. What am I going to learn about love? What am I going to learn about courage and gratitude and forgiveness and compassion and action. What am I going to learn? So we're rewiring their brain to that love part. And eventually that bully part is just going to die away because we're not even acknowledging it. And that's what you have to do. You can't acknowledge the negativity. You have to acknowledge this love part. So calling it, I mean, it's a great name, the choose love 
what you teach and as a teacher, I'm allowed to teach it, which I'm very honored to. It's just amazing because you're not giving kids the wrong techniques. We're giving the kids the right techniques on how to be, I'm just going to say it, how to be a decent human being <laughs> in the world, in the world that we're going to, that we're living in. I mean, you look at what's going on today and you're like, where was choose love back then? I know when I taught fifth grade last year, you know, they started off with like, ugh, really, it's choose love time. But then they started looking forward to it. And then choose love turned more into a, the group that I taught, that we call them cohorts, was one of the closest cohorts because they allowed other kids to break down in front of them and express all of their feelings. So then all the other kids were allowed to use their compassion and action and their forgiveness and their gratitude. And it just became a great healing place. And that's what it is, is it's all about healing because you have to teach the kids what their situation is. They can choose to be healed and move away from it. Exactly. Nurturing, healing, love. That's what it's all about. Exactly. Yeah. I, I love that you love it. And, uh, and so tell me what, um, what, what happened when you were younger? Um, so I don't wear pants in public. And so one of the things that they would do is if I wore a skirt that had an elastic waistband, they would come and they would de-skirt me because I didn't wear pants. So it would be de skirt. Uh, what is, they, what do you mean? De, de skirt? They would come up behind me and pull my skirt down. Oh my God. Yep. When you're, you know, middle school, it's totally great. And then I also, I don't cut my hair. Like I have very long hair. They, and I just found this out actually, like one of the people who did it came forward and was like, I actually want to apologize. They would sit behind me and they would cut off pieces of my hair and then pass it around to all the other students because I would sit in the front. <sighs> because I was shorter than everyone else. Um, I have been shoved in lockers. I have been shoved in trash cans. I have been shoved in trash cans and rolled down hills. <sighs> One of the worst ones is I was shoved in a locker and my head hit the little hook thing on it and gave me a concussion. Then, wow. then there was this new phase of they would put your their hands around your neck and you would like breathe really hard and you would actually pass out for a couple of seconds. It, it, it was taught in the anti-bully class of you could do this. So I became their test dummy and they tested it on me. And guess wow. what? It, guess what? It worked. And so <sighs> it was. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and I can hear in your voice that it's still very painful for you. It is to, I mean, to think back on what was going on, it totally was. And the rumors and the lies and the things that people would say, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's crazy that people are that mean and cruel and can be that mean and cruel. I remember they would lock me in a bathroom stall and then they would have like two girls on top and two girls on, on the bottom. So I couldn't get out. Um, I'm trying to think, I feel like there were other things, but that was definitely, and not just from the kids. I can also say from other teachers, I remember I was in the lower class 
because of I don't take tests. Like I give me a test, I can fail. Give me a paper, I will pass. Like don't get don't give me a test. And because of my test scores, I was in the lower class and I remember one of the teachers would be all like, well, you're in the lower class, so you just have to deal with it. Or one of the teachers, because I remember they, they came up with this new rule. And it was, a, it, now that I think about it, it was like a behavior rule where if the kids acted out more than 10 times, we had to do some kind of like pick up trash or something like hardcore like that. And I remember I went to my mom and I was crying and I was like, well, how is that fair that I'm getting punished for the other kids' actions? And I went to the principal and the principal literally said, I've been waiting for you to walk in my door because I knew you were going to have a problem with this. Mm. When you're like in fifth grade. Right. Like, what do you mean? You knew I was going to have a problem with this. So shouldn't you have been an adult and be like, hey, Marissa, I'm going to pull you. Let's talk about something that's going to happen. How do you feel about it? So, I mean, you have the bullies from the extreme of like being shoved in lockers and to getting concussions to teachers knowing you're in this wrong class and being prepared for all of the fluff that you're going to give back to them. I mean, bullying, in my mind, bullying comes in a thousand and one ways. I mean, even nowadays on Facebook, bullying is crazy out there. If you don't agree with something with someone else, people just tear you apart by what you're wearing, what you look like, anything like that. And that's one reason why I actually... I'm a part-time model and actress because I wanted to get the word out there to kids that they can be brave to be who they are. And, you know, obviously it didn't go anywhere, but that's so then I was like, you know what, then I'll become a teacher. Like I'm going to get to kids however I can to teach them a bullying is not okay. And B be brave enough to be who you are. And don't let anyone tear you down for it. Because like I said, I don't wear pants in public and I don't cut my hair. So I was the targeted girl of let's pick on Marissa. And I mean, let's see. They would trip me, throw rocks at me, uh, throw dirt in my face so that I would trip and fall and get hurt, slam doors on me, push me so down these the were stairs. Just, were these the mean girls, you know, the 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 typical mean girls. These were boys and girls. Boys the, and girls. And these were even other kids who were who got bullied. If they would bully me, then they didn't get bullied. So it was like a rite of passage. Exactly. Yeah, I became a rite of passage. What can you do to Marissa to to be cool? Yeah, so it was kind of like a way to belong because they just wanted to belong. And so they would let it roll downhill so that they at least could feel like they belonged. I mean, I, I and you you didn't have a soft place to land, unfortunately, with the teachers and the administration. And that is, you know, really inexcusable. And I'm really sorry. I know that everybody listening to this right now is collectively wincing because we all know how painful that is. I feel like everybody has experienced bullying to some degree at some point in their life and knows how painful it is or maybe has been the bully, (laughs) you know, and, uh, and, and can hear how much pain that 
they are off putting on to someone else. And, you know, for me, Marissa, and I know you feel the same way. This is this social and emotional intelligence addresses the cause of bullying. And this is really the only way that I know to reduce and even prevent bullying is by teaching kids how to have healthy connections, empathy for one another, relationship skills, emotional management, um, post-traumatic growth. It's, uh, you know, and, and just teaching these essential life skills about courage, (laughs) which is, you know, something that, uh, choose love focuses on. Um, and sometimes it takes courage to be kind, which is what, you know, we're hearing in your story and to, to, to be grateful and, um, forgiveness and, uh, to, to, I I don't know. It's just, it's, it, it, bullying has, has been a plague that we have been dealing with. And, you know, you'll, you'll talk to some people and a lot of times people say to me, oh, you'll never get rid of bullying. It'll always be there. It's always going to be a problem. It always has been, and it always will be. <laughs> and, you know, I think that, yes, you may always have bullies, but I personally know that through teaching social and emotional intelligence that we can reduce and prevent the majority of of the bullying. Do you agree? I totally agree. And with reducing the bullying, I think we'll also reduce some of the suicide risks because I know I was there multiple times. And like I said, I, and back then it wasn't cool to talk about bullying. If you talked about bullying, you became even more bullied. So I didn't talk to anyone about it. I just, you know, hid in my own little corner. And I mean, I mean, I'm very thankful that I never actually went through with any of the suicides, believe me. But a lot of kids don't a lot of kids do go through with it and I know I know a couple who who have gone through with it because they just couldn't Mm. take it anymore and that's what they say they say I can't take it anymore and that is such a strong sentence from a child to say I can't take it anymore like that's when you know that they're past their breaking point and you have to get they have to get help immediately or something's going to happen. And it should, it should never get to that point. Right. Yeah. It, uh, it, it, never it doesn't should. have to, it doesn't have to, but the problem is um, kids will continue. And by the way, so will adults. Yes. Um, we, we're, we, a lot of times do not provide great role models for kids and so we really need to, I think, acknowledge that we bully each other mm-hmm. and we do it in the workplace. We do it in the home and uh, we need to take personal responsibility for where we are and and be part of the solution by advocating for a different way. Uh, how 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 long is it going to take for us to realize these traditional programs aren't working. <laughs> I mean, how many times can we do the same thing and still get the same result and be like, oh, but it'll be different next time. 
Oh, but it'll be different next time. There is wait, who said who said that was the definition of crazy? Right? <laughs> right? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Yes, exactly. Like that obviously that's not gonna happen. So you need to change the common denominator here. And the common denominator here is what we're teaching in schools. We need to change that to be the social emotional awareness to be different. One of my personal favorite quotes is actually from Bambi, and it's when Thumper says if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Mm. And even though that is so simple, if that was implemented in the world for adults and kids, think of just how much that could change. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Something so simple could, could help so many, so many people. And it's just not there. Well, it, it, and, and we know, we know what it is. We just don't have the emotional management, the self-regulation, the self-discipline to be able to not say it. Yep. And I know as humans, sometimes we just have to say something like we have that in us. We're like, oh my gosh, I just have to say something. So sometimes when I'm like, oh my word, I just have to say something. I just say thumper because that's what the little bunny's name was. And then I feel better mm. because that's all like sometimes, and you can just, I can say it in my mind or other people can say it in their mind, but I've taught that to my kids when the, when I'm like, when you want to say something and you can't, and it's not nice, just think in your head thumper and you're okay. And you can move on. I love that. And it's, I love that little bunny because <laughs> I know. And I loved Bambi too. It was my favorite story growing up. You know, because we we are wired for survival. We have a negative bias yep. and it's our instinct to defend ourselves. And so you've got these these kids that are in pain that uh, that are, you know, in essence, defending themselves and off putting their pain through bullying and and using techniques that they've learned, <laughs> by the way, um, from their parents from other friends, uh, from anti-bullying programs. And we need to, we need to change it up. We need to teach them how to thoughtfully respond with love. Um, the social emotional intelligence is not something that we're born with. So we have to learn it and then we have to practice. Mm -hmm. And these kids have to see their educators practicing it. Uh, they have to see their parents practicing it, or it's best if they if they can, and if they don't, um, at least they know that they need to practice it themselves and be given an opportunity to thrive having skills and tools that can lead them down a path to flourishing rather than just trying to figure it out on themselves by themselves with with uh, you know with role models that aren't uh, that have not been conducive. Well, and some of those role models are the people they see on TV are the video games that they play, the things, mm -hmm. you know, YouTube, you know, people and things like that. And so it's almost like we have to think of the equation backwards. We have to start big and then go small. We have to start with the adults and then go backwards to teach the kids. Because if we aren't the examples, if we don't show them how to be, they're never going to see it. So it's almost like we have to social, emotional awareness, all adults, and then 
trinkle it back so that the kids understand what we're talking about. Because let's face it, many adults don't learn from children. We are too stubborn and sometimes too, I'm just going to say arrogant and proud to learn something from a or child. Broken. Or broken. Or yeah, broken. Or broken. So it, it takes, I mean, as a teacher, these kids teach me things every day. And I love that. And that's one great thing about being a teacher. But other, other adults aren't like that. They're like, no, I'm older. I'm wiser. You have to do what I say. And so we have to teach the kids. We have to teach the parents. We have to teach everyone about this social emotional awareness that I'm going to say is new in quotation marks because it's not new. It's just now everyone's decided, oh, maybe the equation isn't working. Let's change it. And here's the social emotional awareness part. And so I'm going to say, yes, we do have a lot of work ahead of us. But I think if we all can put in 110% and really and really want to change how things are with the children we teach, with people we come in contact with, we can change it to be social emotional awareness and teach people how to choose love versus choose bullying. I think if given the opportunity, given the skills and tools that 99.9% of human beings would choose love and, and, and based on a very simple fact, because choosing love feels good Anger, hatred, and resentment, bullying may give you a false sense of power. It may give you some adrenaline while you're doing it, but ultimately you're doing it from a point of pain and, and choosing love and kindness and compassion. Uh, fe it feels good immediately, and it's a, it's a lasting kind of good, and, but but we just need to be teaching skills and tools. And, you know, even for kids that are going to be going back into situations at home where they are being bullied, um, I think that they can better handle that situation um, themselves if they're taught how to do that in the classroom. I, I totally agree. I, I'm actually 17 weeks pregnant and so I, ah, congratulations. thank you. So I can't wait to implement this with my own child and teach my child. It's all about the choice you make. Who's in control of your actions? What was that action's outcome? Was it good or bad? And how did that, how did that affect you? Because if it's a bad it doesn't affect you very good. But if it's good, it affects you good. And don't you like that good feeling better than the bad feeling? And even when someone is a bully, they're only on that. I call it a bully high because you just see it in their face. They're like, ha, I won. Mm -hmm. They're on that bully right. high for what, maybe one or two minutes. And then it's gone. But when you choose love, you're on that high for almost days, to be completely honest with you. Can you, you say that again? I'm sorry. You just... When you say, say, just say it again, because I had a call that came in and it, it um, interrupted what you were saying. When you choose love, can you say that again? Oh, yeah. When you choose love, that high lasts for days because things in your brain will remind you of it and go, oh, that's right. I chose love and it makes you feel better. And that high, and I know high is maybe not the best choice of words. However, it's just that emotional release of, I can be better 
And that's what you want to strive for as a human being. And everybody knows what you're talking about when you say hi. And, you know, this year I'm working on the self act S E L F F S E L for families act, because, you know, now because of the pandemic, really everyone or or the education system is focused on social emotional learning because they have to be now they have to help kids uh, be present and get back to baseline through social and emotional intelligence and be resilient with everything going on and all the changes uh, or, or the kids can't learn. Uh, but now they're realizing, which is great, that this is so important, as you said, for families, because a lot of kids are home, they're doing distance learning, parents are under a lot of stress trying to work and parent and be educators part time. So we are really focused on getting this into families and choose love has a family component. There's, you know, programming for all ages and it's no cost on our website. So this is, um, you know, it's a, it's a perfect complement to what's being taught in the classroom. Yeah. I've looked at it a little bit. Um, but obviously I focus more on the classroom because yeah. that's what I teach, but I love that. And it's almost like if, if we can say COVID taught us one thing, it taught us how to become human beings again. Through social emotional awareness, we were forced to teach this. And it's been such a help that if you can say COVID's taught us anything, it's taught us on how to be a human again, how to care for others. Wow, that's beautiful. And I, and I agree with that. I, I agree with those that could take a deep breath, be present, move past the fearful headlines that are all around us, uh, doomsday and things like that, and focus on what really matters, which is right in front of you, (laughs) your family. Uh, You're right. I think that it has given us a new perspective on what's really important in our lives. It's focused our efforts. And I think you're right. Overall, that has been the silver lining. And I think that's what we have to focus on because there's so much negativity out there in the world right now that we have to flip it around and bring it to something positive. And so bringing it back to, you know, what it really is all about family. It really is about helping others. That's what we're here for. That's why we were put on the earth, I believe, is to help others, is to guide others and to lead others. And so if, you know, COVID's here, but if we can focus on the positive I think we can overcome it maybe a bit quicker, don't quote me on that, than what if we just focused on the negative. I agree 100%. (laughs) I say that all the time, Uh, all the time, absolutely. And so there is a solution. There is a solution to bullying and to substance abuse and to suicide and to loneliness, but it, it will take courage for us to look at the issues in a different way than we have been. Uh, and that includes acknowledging that what we've been doing isn't working. Uh, that takes courage too. And to address it in a more proactive and preventative way, because it's true that we can actually reduce and prevent a lot of the suffering before it even starts through teaching social and emotional learning. Oh, agree 100%. I'm also 
besides teaching, I'm also in college for psychology. I'm getting my psychology degree. Oh, and, wow. Great. <laughs> and that's one of the things that it teaches us is the number one and hardest step is understanding that there's an issue and acknowledging that there's an issue. Mm -hmm. That's the hardest step in any situation. And once you can acknowledge there's an issue and accept that there's an issue, you're able to start working on how to overcome it. So, and it's going to take, uh, it's going to take a, a collective um, effort to, because we've got, oh my gosh, we spend billions of dollars every year on programming for schools that are anti-bullying and anti-substance abuse and anti-suicide. And I'm not saying that all of them are ineffective by any means. Uh, I think that programming taught by caring educators that really can be vulnerable with their students and um, can really get the message across and and um, make connections. Um, I believe that, you know, they can be very effective. But for the most part, the evidence is in the data that all of these issues are at all-time highs. And uh, we, they were at all-time highs before we went into the pandemic. And, and now yeah. the situation has gotten worse. We're just not quite sure what the numbers are, but they haven't gotten better. So we really need to have the courage to say, um, yeah, the, the, you know, these, the, the, what we're doing isn't working and we could take a fraction of what we spent uh, addressing the issues to address the cause and reduce and prevent a lot of the suffering before it even starts. So I'm hoping, you know, I've added my voice and I'm hoping that, you know, we're moving closer to that because we really have to. And I, I'm hoping Marissa, you know, you've added your voice as well. And uh, you just so beautifully shared your story of growing up. And, you know, the beautiful thing about that, the, all the suffering that you endured while you were young really shaped and molded you into the beautiful human being that you are now, you know, as an educator, um, positively influencing so many little ones and going into the mental health field. And, uh, you know, you're going to do more positive work there. And uh, so you're making the world a better place. Thank you. <laughs> I hope so. I try. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to. I try to every day. And what I didn't realize when I was younger, I didn't think that I had the power to impact other people in a positive way. And I only realized that when I was an adult and after the tragedy and, uh, and realizing that I had to be part of the solution because what happened to Jesse was preventable and what happened to you was preventable. And we can do this together, but it's going to take, you know, a few of us standing up and saying, let's, let's do a different way. And, and we can do this and we can do it in our lifetime too. Uh, and I, and I'm excited to do it because it needs to be done. <laughs> oh, I agree a hundred percent. I'm super excited and I'm, I'm ready for the challenge. And I hope anyone listening is thinking, you know what? I'm ready for this challenge too. We can, we can do it together. We can do it 
virtually together. I love that. Virtually together. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I want you to say hello to your mom for me. Oh, hi, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Sharon. (laughs) And uh, I want I, I, you know, I love your book, Caterpillar Kindness by Sharon Hughes. You can buy it online at Author House. Is that the website? Yes. Everybody can. Okay. At Author Author House. House website. I went on and bought mine. And, uh, you know, we will get this into the curriculum and have it be one of our books that we promote. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, and so through you, I love your mom and I just appreciate you. You're one of our choose love educators and one of our first schools. And I appreciate the kind words that you said today about choosing love. It's so vitally important. Um, Sometimes people might think that love is weak, but in actuality, love is the strongest response that we can have. And, and anger and hatred and violence just begets more of the same. And so encouraging Uh, encouraging and teaching people how to thoughtfully respond with love and therefore take their personal power back is a huge service I think that we're doing to our country and the world. And I'm just so thankful that you are a part of the movement, Marissa. Well, thank you for allowing me to be part of the movement and to start this movement. And I'm, I'm incredibly honored and blessed and I totally want to meet you actually in person more than just over the phone. <laughs> because oh, it will definitely happen. Because whenever you jump in online to any of our meetings, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Scarlett. I just want to meet her because you are just such a light in this world that is needed right now. And you shine your light on others that, and then they shine their light on others that it's just, it's a ripple effect that I think is incredible. And I'm so, I'm so honored to be a part of it. Well, you are definitely part of that ripple effect. And I really appreciate you. Do you have any last minute words of wisdom for our listeners? All I can say is what you say all the time, choose love. It's a choice that you have to make and you can make it every day, but choose love. Wonderful. Oh my gosh, Marissa. Thank you so, so much. And I look forward to being on another team call with you guys. And uh, I I thank you so much. And I hope that we can, uh, you know, maybe do more on this subject together in the future. Yes, please use me. I am. I'm more than willing to share my story, help others through their story, because it takes it takes courage to make it through what I've been through and then to share it. So please use it me. It does. Use me. I will be more than happy to be used. And I'm again, I'm just honored to be part of this movement. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. And you know what? We will send you a choose love onesie oh! that you can have for your little one. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, hey, It's all part of us, but we can all choose love. It'll lift you 